BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, hello, and welcome back to What We Said Podcast. Happy Tuesday, you guys. I'm JC, and this is my blonde half of the podcast. Hey, guys. Chelsea. Chelsea got some more highlights. Her hair's looking light. It's looking fresh. It's looking blonde. It's really cute. Today, we are going to share some crazy customer service and workplace stories. Um, You guys sent in some gems. As usual, whenever we ask you guys for stories, you do not disappoint us. Let's just say there's no lack of content here for this one. What have you been up to, Chelsea, to give us a little life update? Oh, you know, just the usual. Living the LA life, getting used to living here. Yeah, it's been a couple months now, so I feel like we—I know how to get around. I don't have to map myself to your house anymore. Nice, which is good. I forget which which freeway exit it is sometimes, but for the most part, I'm getting the hang of everything. So my siblings are coming into town next week, which I'm super excited about. We're gonna my little brothers, and just been chilling. Nice, you know. Leif and I recently set up a budget. We've been trying to stick to. We've been trying to cook more at home. I feel like we have been so busy in a different way than usual lately. We've been doing a lot of things, like activities. We've been going bouldering, climbing, rock climbing, if you didn't know what bouldering is, Um, just as kind of like a workout and for fun with friends. I've been going on lots of like random lunch dates with people, catching up with people. Um, Leif's family just came into town last weekend. And yeah, we've just been like nice, busy, keeping busy. But it's been really fun. And I feel like we, kind of what we talked about in last week's episode, actually, like we finally have a community around us. Mm-hmm. And everyone, I just had a friend message me and she was like, we're thinking about moving to LA. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, I just want to recruit everyone I love to move to LA. And every young couple I know of, I just want them all to live here so we can all just have fun all the time. I know. That's the one thing I miss about Arizona is like being with so many friends and family all the time. Like truly, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. So I'm so excited for my siblings to come. I'm like, yes, come stay for weeks and weeks, please. Yeah. It's so fun. Well, first of all, Chelsea says she has a work story of her own. A work horror yeah. story, right? I have a couple, you guys. I've worked lots of jobs. Lots of jobs with kids. Um, So my customers are under the age of 10, which makes it even crazier. Um, I've also worked a lot of like retail jobs. I've worked as a lifeguard, as a swim coach, as a respite worker, as a nanny. You know, honestly, you name it, I've done it. So you really have had a lot of jobs. Like I'm I'm remembering. Sometimes I forget about certain jobs and it feels like a past life that I worked there. I just remembered you worked at anthropology. Yeah, I loved it. So I've actually never had like a traditional job, which is so crazy. And I was talking to Chelsea about that the other day because I've just done photography since I was in high school. And I've just been lucky enough to like continue down that road. So I've never had a job. I actually kind of sometimes I'm like, that's like not okay to not have ever worked in retail or something. I feel like I need that experience at some point. Well, you know what I mean? Just working a job with a boss and stuff. I'm like, that is so bizarre that I've like never. Yeah, that is kind of weird, actually. Experience that. Like, I, that's actually kind of crazy. But anyway. It is crazy. Um, I'm not saying that you don't have these skills at all because you do. I'm saying if you do have, it's so important to have jobs when you're younger because I feel like 
you learn so much about how other people work and how to work together as a team and like different dynamics of like people who are higher up than you and like working with people who are below you and like conflict resolution. Oh, there's just so much to learn and so much can go wrong truthfully, which is why we have so many stories. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm saying I'm like, I kind of at some times I'm like, I feel like that's an experience I probably should have had. I mean, no use in regretting it. Maybe I will someday, but um, I was just telling Chelsea also that I recently posted a YouTube video about why I dropped out of college after only going for a few days. And for the most part, the response was really awesome. And people were so nice. And like a lot of people said it helped them, which made me happy. Um, But I did get a few comments that were telling me how privileged I was. And we were just kind of discussing this. And I didn't know whether to bring it up on the podcast or not, because I feel like it's kind of a touchy subject a little bit. But I was just saying like, I really do consider myself a very understanding and like empathetic person. I always try and like put myself in different people's shoes. And like, I realize that I am so privileged and like so blessed to live the life I live. Like Mm -hmm. I completely know that and understand that. And even within the video, I said like, I am so sensitive towards people who are not like in this same situation. I understand that this is like a unique situation. And I understand how blessed I am. Like I did say that multiple times in the video. But I still got these comments that were like, you're so naive. Like, you have to acknowledge how privileged you are. And I'm like, but I did acknowledge. Like, I did say multiple times, I know how blessed I am. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying, it's kind of like this dangerous world we live in where you just get crap for every single thing you do. And I was thinking, like, how could someone have taken what I was saying negatively? Like, honestly, I was, I mean, not to be like self-righteous or whatever and be like, how could you ever be offended? But I'm like, I that video was so, I was trying to be understanding of all walks of life and I was just telling my experience. And I was saying, I don't think it's fair to tell people, especially when they are acknowledging their privilege, to say things like that and be like, basically say, shame them and say, you're not allowed to say your story because there are other people in this world who aren't as blessed or as privileged as you. Yeah, you should still be able to tell your experience. And you were not saying, this is what you guys need to do. It's just talking about why you personally chose to do something. Right. And not what everyone else has to do with their life. And like, it doesn't make sense for you not to talk about it. Yeah. Well, and I I think it's also important to realize that like, not everything that someone says is about you. Yeah, is about you and is going to relate to you. And that's, totally fine. We need to be okay with the fact that everyone lives different lives. Everyone has different experiences. And just because it doesn't resonate with you personally, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make it less valid or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I feel like it's a dangerous place to be if you are, you know, almost overcompensating when you are, you know, in a place of privilege to make yourself feel super guilty about where you're at instead of being grateful for what you have and then giving back to people. If you're just feeling guilty, it it really doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't do you good. It doesn't do people who are in those positions of less privilege than you. If you're just grateful for what you have and making the best out of it and helping others, then it's like, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. What What do do people expect? And and it is cool to have people I don't want to say in power, but like that do have privilege that do have the platform and can make a difference for these people Mm -hmm. who, you know, don't have as much and things like that. I think it's, I don't know. It doesn't need to be looked at as a negative thing. Yeah. So anyway, that was just a little like rant that I wanted to talk about. And again, I didn't know if that was like something I shouldn't talk about on here or if it's touchy or not. not silencing you. I never know. And seriously, in this day and age, I just feel like cancel culture and is so terrifying to me that it makes me scared to say anything. Do anything, yeah. Because I'm just so scared that something I say is going to get misconstrued and people are going to, like, bash me for it. So, anyway. Again, there are going to be people who always agree with everything everyone says. And then there's going to be people who disagree with everything everyone says. Then there's going to be people who disagree with some people and agree with other people. And it's just like you never— You can't You can't please everyone, unfortunately. True. For us, pe- people pleasers. Yeah. I'm proud of both of us for kind of, I feel like we're both getting better at, you know, trying to be people pleasers. Definitely. We're going to take a quick little break to talk about sports research. 
So let's rewind a couple years. My friend Emily Reader, she is a fitness fanatic. I trust everything she says when it comes to the gym and working out and getting the best possible workout in. And she told me about this thing called a sweet sweat stick. I know that's a good alliteration. Mm -hmm. And it's basically looks like a big chapstick and you put it on while you're doing a workout and you may sweat more. And it really just helps you take your workout to the next level to help you achieve all of those health and fitness goals. Yeah. Sports Research has so many awesome products, actually. So you guys should really go to their site. But one thing that I've been loving that they have are their collagen peptides. And collagen just has a ton of health benefits. I love to add collagen into my smoothies. And their collagen is actually the highest rated collagen peptide on Amazon, which I feel like really says a lot. Amazon Um, people are ruthless when it comes to their reviews. So you know you're getting... Yeah. So you can get like the unflavored one. They have a chocolate one, a vanilla one. Um, You can add it to like baked goods. You can add it to a smoothie, whatever you want. But I really like their collagen. Possibilities are endless. So who is Sports Research? You might be asking. They were established 40 years ago and are a family-owned and operated company dedicated to providing the highest quality health and wellness products that complement your healthy lifestyle. Sports Research believes in using the best ingredients so you can have total peace of mind about the supplements that you're taking from certifications to the ability to track your lot. Sports Research is all about honest messaging and unmatched transparency, meaning you can always trace back to the source. So basically what you see is what you get. The best kind of companies. So... Many of you guys already work out, so why not improve your cardio with sweet sweat or enhance your morning ritual with the collagen peptides? Right now, they're giving our listeners an extra 20% off your first order, so it's the perfect time to try it out. That is 20% off site-wide at sportsresearch.com with code what we said at checkout. Go check it out. You guys will love it. There's so many bad customers, but there's also a lot of good customers that you encounter when you work any kind of retail job or especially when you're working with kids and you have to work with their parents. That's hard. But the craziest workplace experience I've ever had was not even a situation. It was just an overall environment. I worked at a small corporate office for a retail company. So it was the main office. So we didn't work directly with customers. Um, And I was like the receptionist slash a million other things. You know, when you work a small, uh, at a smaller business, everyone kind of does more than one thing. Wait, who are you the receptionist for? Like who's coming in to the office? Anybody, like uh, anybody for the boss, people to meet with her, whatever. But you're not dealing with any customers one-on-one is what you're saying. No, like nobody came in to buy clothes. Right. Um, I was just there, you know, meetings, whatnot. Again, I also did a million other things. I used to work in the warehouse and just like ship things every once in a while. But our boss was very, well, she was a woman, first of all, and I love, I truly love her. Like she's, she's definitely a different kind of person. But it was a fun work environment sometimes. Other times I'm like, not for work. Because she would like hire people based off of their Zodiac signs. Love and, it. Um, like one time someone came in and this this guy who worked there and he was like raging and went in her office. And they had like, a, he was screaming at her. Like everyone could hear it. And he was super mad about something. And then he left and she just like sat in there and like burned some sage or something and just like sat there in the dark for like two hours and just like meditated, which honestly, I'm like, good for you. That's probably helped. Loving <laughs> but it. But that, that's just a, a taste of what it was like in that office. And everything was like based off of energies and like feelings. And I'm like, sometimes in a work environment, you got to go with logic. But right. she had this other lady. I don't even know where she came from or how they knew each other. She was older and she was psychic and she like told everybody their spirit animals. Like she was native. She would tell us our spirit animals and our kind of read our futures a little bit, like tell us things about, you know, where we're going to be. And the thing is, is that she loved me. So she always told me like the best things. But then other people that I worked there, I worked with some of fr- my friends and she would tell them like horrible things. Like one of my friends, her mom had cancer at the time. And she literally told her her mom was going to die like during her surgery that was upcoming. My friend was like, cool. She didn't die during that. She's still alive to this day. And we were just like, I don't think this is okay to have because she would follow my boss around and kind of like whisper in her ear like about employees and like all this stuff. It was so wild. I only worked there for 
probably like six or seven months and then I moved. But it was truly crazier than anything I've ever experienced. Like going into work every day was just… Just a wild ride. A wild ride. Wow. Yeah. It was nuts. Also, when I worked at Anthro, this is a side one. I had this girl come in and she returned probably like 30 things. And they had just changed the Anthro return policy to kind of be like Nordstrom where you didn't have a date. Like it wasn't just 30 days you could return something from years ago. And she came in and returned something. I'm not kidding. It was 2016 when this happened from 2008. Close from 2008. And she had all of the receipts printed out. And we sat there for literally like 30 minutes and we have to take them back. And they're like, Think of the style 2008. Like, those are the clothes she was returning. And we were like, I went to my manager. I'm like, are we sure we're allowed to do this? She's like, we have to. I was like, oh my gosh. It was horrible. And she was sitting there with her daughter. And her daughter goes with one of the skirts. She's like, mom, you're not going to wear that skirt anymore. And we were like, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, we know you've been wearing we these, We know girl. you've been wearing this. You're just coming to exchange your closet. A little late, honestly, but… Oh my gosh, that's well. crazy. Well, in a lot of these stories, I'm just mind blown at the lengths customers will go to to save a couple bucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, that maybe she was saving a lot of money for exchanging 30 items, but you'll hear in these stories. It's just like— Well, it's just not even honest. It's just like— No. We got a lot of Karens coming Oh, yeah. Out. And I, so, I was also about to say, oh my gosh, I think I'm having a stroke. I think <laughs> the stroke is coming. Unfortunately, all of these stories either have to do with a creepy old man or a creepy man in general or like a middle-aged Karen. And I'm like, come on, you guys. We got to do better. We got to do better. Can we just stop being creepy like bosses and just leave girls alone, honestly? It's just so annoying. And I, it, I felt so bad for so many people that wrote in and were like, I have a creepy boss. Like, he won't leave me alone. And I'm like, ew. It's just ew. Why? And then… It's like we were talking in our episode with Chalet. Remember, she was like, you know, yeah. those people who just have bad energy and they just walk around. And you just know, like, everything's going to bother them. Yeah. They're just searching. They're ready to They explode. are ready to explode. And unfortunately, that happens at a lot of, you know, as a customer. If anything goes wrong, they're just like, that's their final straw. Oh, for sure. We're going to take a quick break to talk about function of beauty. So we all know the frustration. Bottles on bottles of half-used shampoos and conditioners piling up in your bathroom. Each one promised to be everything your hair ever needed, but they all lied. And function of beauty, that's when they enter and save your hair's life. I've been using function of beauty lately. I was on that journey where I was trying to find the perfect shampoo and conditioner. Function of beauty is so personalized. There's so many combinations you can do and you take a quick hair quiz to make sure that it's for your hair. If it's fine, if it's curly, if you're outside a lot, what kind of climate you're in all affects your hair. So why would we all be using the same shampoo if we don't all live the same life? So we don't all have the same hair. So I got the nude peach scent, which smells amazing. I also feel like a lot of people, they have certain hair issues like they're well, for me, it's like I don't have volume naturally. So I feel like I'm always looking for like a texture spray or something like that. And I remember my hair girl, Chrissy, shout out to you, told me a lot of this starts with shampoo and conditioner. Like if you're using the wrong kind of shampoo and conditioner for your hair, it can lead to product buildup and all these issues to where you're like, oh, my hair's greasy all the time or it doesn't have volume. And like a lot of that can actually be solved by using a shampoo and conditioner that really works well for your hair. So that's why I feel like this company is so great. I'm actually like excited to shower because all of my products lined up just look so cute together. And Function of Beauty definitely adds to that. It's adorable. Mm -hmm. Mine is blue and JC's is pink because you can choose which color you want or you can have colorless. And also Function of Beauty is vegan and it's free of sulfates, parabens, Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to say this word, so you know it's bad. Mineral (laughs) oils or any other harmful ingredients. It's the internet's top-rated customized hair care brand with over 30,000 five-star customer reviews and counting. So if you have curly, straight, natural, or processed, Function of Beauty individually formulates every bottle based on your unique hair type, style preferences, and hair goals. To get started right now, go to functionofbeauty.com slash what we said to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% off your first order. Don't spend another minute in hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash what we said to let them know that we sent you. That is functionofbeauty.com slash what we said. Hey, girl gang. This is my favorite workplace story to tell. First thing you should know is that I sometimes have so sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this. Anasicoria? Anasicoria? I'm so sorry. Literally I literally have no clue. It's different size pupils. 
Okay. Okay. It's something I've had since I was younger and occasionally looks weird, but whatever. When I was working in customer service at a boutique stationery shop, I was at the counter scanning a customer's items when she asked me, are you brain damaged? Your pupils are different sizes. To be honest, I didn't quite know how to respond. So I said no and explained that I'd always had it, but this lady did not back down. She then proceeded to tell me I should get it checked out because her husband had that and he had a brain tumor. Again, totally didn't know how to respond, so I politely informed her that my mom is a nurse and would have had me checked out if she was really concerned, but persistent lady with no medical background said, well, I wouldn't leave something like that up to chance if I were you. Every time I tell this story, people are so shocked at how blunt and rude she was. Thankfully, I never saw her again, so I didn't have to answer any more brain-related questions. Anyway, thank you for creating such an amazing podcast community. You two are such rays of sunshine, and my day is always made when a new podcast episode comes Aww. out. Lots of love all the way from New Zealand. Wait, New Zealand? New Zealand. Wow. Oh my there? gosh, I can't believe— Why are people like that? Are you brain damaged? I'm like— Oh my gosh. Like people actually think like that and talk like that to people. It blows my mind. It's so You don't have social anxiety and just like, just don't say anything. If you can't say anything nice. Maybe she thought she was helping her or something. Yeah. Hey, JC and Chels. I saw you guys were asking for crazy work stories and boy, do I have one for you. I used to work at a little boutique in a suburban neighborhood. One day while I was at work helping customers, an older woman walked in and immediately asked where the restroom was. A coworker of mine escorted her to the back of the store where we had a bright yellow bathroom with adorable black and white vintage tiled flooring. Sounds cute. We had a rug and floor length mirror where we would occasionally let customers use this bathroom as an extra fitting room as we only had a few. I hadn't seen this woman come in and when she came out of the bathroom, I greeted her and she frantically asked, do you sell pants? I nodded and showed her a collection of great denim we had, but she got angry at me and said, I need leggings. I took her to the area where all our workout loungewear were. And as I reached down to the lower shelf to grab a pair, she pointed out, I caught a whiff of some unholy smell. It literally made my nose hairs feel like they got singed off. She was bending over talking to me about the leggings, so I figured that it was her bad breath and handed her the leggings. She took one look at the price tag and proceeded to yell at me about the price and how ridiculous it was for leggings and asked if there was another store nearby that had cheaper pants. I told her there was a Target down the street and she booked it out of there so quickly. As soon as she left, my coworker, who had originally helped her to the bathroom, came walking over and said, that lady was in the bathroom for like an hour, I swear. And I just looked at her and went, oh, no. I walked to the back of the store. There weren't any other customers in the store, I should add. And when I got to about a yard away from the bathroom, I smelled it again. The truly heinous stench that I had smelled earlier, only this time it was much, much stronger. I walked into the bathroom covering my nose, and I found the most horrendous scene of my life. This woman had pooped her pants— <gasps> tried to wash them out in our sink. It had overflown and poopy water was all over the sink and floor. Poop had splattered on the wall, all over the toilet and on the rug on the floor. The owner of the boutique came walking back and couldn't step anywhere near the bathroom because she started dry heaving at the smell. It was truly awful and my sweet coworker walked to the restaurant next door to ask for some plastic gloves and offered to clean the whole bathroom by herself. Big yikes. To anyone who poops their pants in public, needs a pair of pants, just tell the sales associate and I'm sure they will hook you up with an amazing service. I would have literally paid for a pair of pants for this woman if I had known. That's Haney. That is so Haney. And why are these stories like, why are bodily functions just so embarrassing like I it's like if you poop your pants you're just like I'm mortified yeah and it's like that's I mean not that pooping your pants is normal and you're stuck somewhere public that is heiny so heiny okay I work at a boutique in Provo, Utah. I am fairly new to this job, and just two weeks ago, I got a phone call from a guy saying he was looking for some items that his wife wanted. This was normal to have people call in about certain products, so I didn't think much of it. I asked what the items were so I could look them up in our system to see if they were in stock. He then avoids the questions to go on to tell me how his wife was just called to be the young woman's president, which I congratulated him and tried to bring up those items he was looking for. He goes on to tell me how Mormon she is and how she has had a rough year. He then proceeds to tell me how she was sexually assaulted on the Y, which is a hike in Provo, last summer by some 19-year-old boys. Oh, what is one supposed to say to that? Keep in mind, he's calling a Utah just boutique. Oh my gosh. Okay. I told him I was sincerely sorry that that happened and tried to once again bring it back to the items. He then mentions his wife has an Apple Watch, which I just say, awesome, that's so nice. And he then asks if I have one, which I don't. So I tell him no. 
And then he asks if I want one. I thought it was a joke, but he was serious. And he then asks if I like jewelry and if I wear it. At this point, I have total creepy um, vibes. What the heck? From this guy. And I did not want to hang up. But being recently hired, I did not want a customer complaining about me. I tell him I do not need an Apple Watch or jewelry. He starts to talk about how his wife just turned 48 and how old and boring she is. <gasps> and that I sounded so young, fun, and cute. This was the last straw and I hung up on him. Wish I did it sooner. I told all my coworkers about it and the management and they tried to find the guy's number, but he was a private caller. So they now have it to block private callers, thankfully. Don't know if the guy was telling any of the truth, but either way, that phone call was creepy and I now do not like answering the phone. Anyway, I love you guys and your podcast is my favorite. XOXO. Oh my gosh. That's another thing. I feel like some customers, they just, the second you're like, hi, how are you doing? They're like, this is my life story. And yeah. you're like, okay, I'm literally just helping you check out. I don't need to hear this. Wow. Then they he, just he, dump it on you and you're like, what do I say to yeah. you? And he calls for his wife initially. Yeah. Like, I want to get some stuff for my wife. She's like, oh, cute. And then he's like, she's boring. It's like, okay, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, you're cute. <laughs> yeah. My wife sucks. Oh. That's horrible. Hey, Chelsea and JC. First off, I just want to say I love both of you so, so much. And I'm currently wearing my WWS merch love as I type that. this. On Tuesdays, I will wake up early to get a coffee at Starbucks and listen to y'all's podcast on my way to work. Oh, that's love so that. cute. You guys are the highlight of my Tuesday mornings. Wow, I love this. Just keep going. <laughs> Just keep on going, girl. Okay, so y'all asked for a crazy work story. Well, here it is. I worked at a major hospital for about four years, and inside they had a coffee shop, a very popular coffee shop, but it will remain anonymous. Wonder what it could be. <laughs> The head barista, let's call her Kristen, was not the nicest employee. Every time I went in, she always, always seemed bothered by me or customers in general. To the point where I would order and she would never respond back to me. She'd just take my payment and yell, next. There's always that one employee, am I right? Well, one day I'm walking in to get my morning iced coffee. And as I get in line, I see three cops come in and they head straight to a barista and ask to see Kristen. The employee called for Kristen, and she comes out from the back. The cops then proceed to arrest Kristen for murder. <gasps> I'm in line, and I'm listening to them read Kristen her rights and explain why they are arresting her. It turns out a year prior, she had a one-year-old child, and apparently she was frustrated with him one day, and she ended up murdering him. <gasps> no one even knew she had a child. She was in prison for a few weeks, and then her church ended up bailing her out. And now no one at work has heard from her since. So yeah, a murderer was taking my morning coffees at work. And to this day, I still get goosebumps thinking about this and how you never really know who could be a killer. Oh, Horrifying. I have so chills. Sad. That is so sad. Oh my gosh. I always think about, like, I actually haven't watched or listened to a true crime, like, podcast or documentary in so long. Yeah. And every time I start listening to true crime or whatever, I start thinking about that concept because they're always like, it could just be your next door neighbor. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. Like I'm someone who's extra grumpy. Yep. Or even the people who are charming and nice. So mm -hmm. it starts to terrify me where I'm like, anyone who's nice to me, I'm like, are you nice yeah. or are you a serial killer? Literally. That is so freaky. That's really sad. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Chelsea and Jace. I'm Brad. I'm going to say your name because you you said it. <laughs> so I said it, not us. <laughs> I'm one of the few boys and maybe the only Aussie boy, shout out to the What We Said boys, who love to listen to what we said. And I've been a longtime listener of the podcast and I've followed you both for two plus years now. I just want to say how much I adore the two of you. I love following both of your lives because you seem like such genuine and authentic people. And I would love to be your besties. Your content is not forced and it's just such great stuff. Oh, wow. we love you too, Brad. That is so kind. Brad is a real one. Mm -hmm. He really is a he real is one. He is a real one. Okay. Anyways, I have a workplace story for you that will leave you shook to your core. So I work in a cinema and have for the last four years, but this story takes place only six months after working there. It's a quiet night and I'm in one of our cinemas on my own cleaning between sessions. Please keep in mind at that point, I'm a 16-year-old boy. Anyways, I'm just going about my job, sweeping up popcorn and cleaning the cinema. I'm sweeping crumbs off a chair and notice a blue string poking out from a crevice in the side of the armchair. I try sweeping it away, but it would not budge. So I bend over and decide to just grab it with my fingers, but it's lodged on something. I'm scared. I pull harder and it still does not come loose. So I give a big tug and it finally comes loose. And to my absolute horror, <laughs> it is not just a little blue string, ladies. It's a freaking tampon. I knew it. I knew it. Ew. No, not just any tampon, but a very used <gasps> one. Being the 16-year-old boy that I was, who, mind you, respects women's time of the month, and being alone in the cinema, I yelled out in horror and, without thinking, flung the thing across <gasps> the cinema into the unknown. 
That's like dangerous, isn't it? Ew. And I didn't care where it landed. And can I say that I have never, ever sanitized my hands so much as I did after that encounter. I hope this workplace story left you as mortified as it was to experience. Love you both lots and can't wait to hear this episode. I'm so sorry, but how did it get there? How did that get there? Why are you taking out your tampon in the middle of the movie? I fear. I fear I already know the reason. (laughs) I I am (laughs) very fearful that I do as well. Oh my gosh, that's actually so disgusting. That is, and as a 16-year-old boy, first of all, you're like, no. No. As a girl, you're kind of like, okay, I, you, you, you know what it's get like. it at least. But as a boy, I feel like I'd be mortified. I'm so sorry to have to go down this road, but like, there's nothing actually worse than a used tampon. Oh, nothing. Like, nothing. Not even a used condom. Have you ever seen one of those on the side of the street, like on the sidewalk? Yeah. That's gross, but like. No, used tampon's the grossest. And again, it's like, you can respect women and still think that a freaking used tampon is not. No. It is not a vibe. No, okay? it's not a vibe. No, thanks. Buckle up, ladies. In college, I worked at a restaurant as a server, and my now husband worked as a line cook. On one slow dinner shift, the kitchen manager pulled aside another line cook who was working alongside my husband and told him he needed to talk to him. The man agreed and started walking towards the office, but the manager stopped him and said they needed to talk out side. Both my husband and I looked at each other knowing something was up because no one goes outside to talk. They started approaching the back door and before the manager started opening it, the manager put his hand on the line cook's shoulder and said, man, what did you do? At that moment, he pushed open the door and several FBI officials arrested the man on the spot. Turns out he had stolen over six individuals' identity on a very large scale. His roommate also worked at the restaurant and said the FBI investigated their whole house and that the identity that he was using to work there wasn't even real. It was such a crazy shift, and I just so happened to be in the kitchen while it all went down. On a closing note, love the podcast and love how pure your friendship is. Sincerely, another AZ native. Oh, oh AZ. my gosh. Stealing identities. How does that even work? Yeah. That also, again, like you're it. like, hey, you know, you call him Joe. You're like, hey, Joe. And then you're like, that's not even your real name. <gasps> and you've like worked with, you worked with them all the time. Ooh, that so is scary. a creepy feeling. Okay. I worked at a tanning salon last summer. Ended up being a big mistake. The people who regularly come into the salon were pretty rude and inconsiderate. I think the UV rays are not only bad for your skin, but your personality, too. I'm crying at that. (laughs) One night, I was closing. We stayed open until 11, so we'd get some pretty weird late-night customers. Um, We were getting close to closing, and this guy walks in. He's telling us about how he wants to get a spray tan, but he's kind of nervous about how it will look. So we get him all figured out with the right color and send him back to the Mystic. On our computers, it tells us when the machine has started and when it ends. So we see the machine has started and then the spray tan eventually ends. After a spray tan, it usually takes customers a couple of minutes to get dressed and get out of the room. Well, 20 minutes later, this guy is still in there. Remember, it's late and we're waiting for him to leave so we can close at this point. We knock on the door and ask if he's okay and he's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'll be out in a minute. A good 30 minutes later, (gasps) he finally comes out and bolts to the front door. Weird. We go back into the room to clean the machine, and there are towels everywhere. We keep towels in a drawer in the room for wiping your hands and feet with. If he pooped. But the towels are hanging from the door to the booth and over the chair in the room, and there's four or five full-sized towels in a clump at the bottom of the booth soaking wet. There are puddles of liquid on the floor, too. I walk into the room a little more and realize that it just reeks of urine. So this guy has been in the room for almost an hour after his spray tan ended and decided to pee everywhere. So (laughs) disgusting. Cleaning up that room took forever. The best part of this— It was the next day. I happened to be working when we got a call from a guy who goes, hey, I got a spray tan last night from you guys, and I don't really like how it looks. It's really streaky, and it doesn't look very good. I was hoping to get a refund or another spray tan. Yes, same guy that peed all over the spray room. Needless to say, he did not get a refund or another spray tan. Hopefully, that all made sense. Love you, ladies, in the podcast. What even? Why did you pee? I'm at a loss of words. I was was scared he pooped in there. No, that would have been worse. But still, what do you mean? Why are you peeing? You just can't hold it? You can't hold, like, what do you mean? I'm so shook by this. And the audacity he has to call back. Uh, well, the bravery he has to walk into this, like, he's like, yeah. maybe get another spray tan? Yeah, no, The honey. bravery. No, 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 honey. 
Hi guys, love the podcast. So I was a mobile pet groomer for a few years and I met quite a few odd characters during those years. And there was one that I didn't think I'll ever be able to forget. This client was a 70 year old man. And the first couple times I went to his home, he would answer the door with his shirt off, which wasn't a big deal. He was a large man, so it was a little bit shocking, but honestly didn't really think twice about it. He would often talk to me an upward of 30 minutes after I finished grooming his dog, just telling me his life story and things, but would always comment about my beautiful eyes and smile. That's the first no. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's first That's the thing. first no. One compliment's good. Just like, oh, you know, that's lovely on you or something like that. Once you take it to two compliments, get out of there. (laughs) It was nice at first, but it got a little uncomfortable after a while. But honestly, had no idea what was in store for the future. The third time I went to his house, I walked up to his door and he peeked his head out kind of weird. And I was like, "Uh, hi, here to groom Sunny. He goes, oh, good. Just making sure it was you. And then wait for it. Proceeded to open the door. If he's naked. Close. To his very large, basically naked 70-year-old body, only covered by a very, very, very small G-string. My mouth about hit the floor, but I somehow held my composure, grabbed his dog as fast as I could, and basically sprinted back to my van as fast as I could. I was so nervous to bring his dog back inside, but thankfully he had gotten dressed when I came back. Like usually, he talked my ear off for 30 minutes and complimented me several times on my looks. I was so happy to get out of there. I was hoping this was a one-off situation and it wouldn't happen again. Kind of chalked it up to him being old. Oh, the night. How do you say that word? Naivety? Naivety? Naivety. I'm not positive, actually. LOL. The fourth time I went, I was really nervous. I was basically praying that he would be dressed. But to my disappointment, he wasn't. He was dressed only in the horrific G-string again. Sadly, he didn't dress himself like the previous time, and his usual 30-minute talk was so uncomfortable. He asked if I was single, told me not to settle for just any boy, showed me a picture of his wife when she was young, and said we looked identical, and continued saying things that made me extremely uncomfortable. The last straw for me was when he said, hey, I hope you don't get offended if you see all of me next time. (gasps) Actually, would you be offended? I basically yelled, yes, and booked it out of there. I called my boss, told her what happened, and she said I would never be sent there again along with any of the groomers. Thank goodness. It was truly one of the most shocking experiences. Again, creepy old men. Can you not? Can you just not for like (laughs) one day? Can Can you you not? Not. Put on a (laughs) G-string in front of me? (laughs) And you're like grooming their dog. You don't, I wouldn't even want, I would just steal the dog. I'd be like, ew, you're creepy. Yeah, this dog deserves a better home at this point. Wow. Also, when old men do talk about like, oh, you look like my wife when she was younger, say something along those lines. I've experienced that before. And I'm just like, run away. Can you not? Because it's so basically annoying. them saying like, oh, I'm attracted to you. Yeah. Hi, ladies. A few years back, I was a shift manager at Starbucks. The company has a very well-known policy that if a drink is made incorrectly or if a customer did not like the drink, we would remake it for free. One day, a lady came through the drive-thru and ordered a drink with a few modifications. A few minutes later, she came inside and told the barista her drink was made wrong. The barista she told us to was the one who made her drink the first time, so she repeated the order back to her to make sure it was correct. The woman said yes, but that it tasted wrong. The barista offered to remake it, but the lady just gave her a hard time and kept repeating it was made wrong. Okay, get another one and just shut up. I overheard the conversation, so I walked over to her and asked the lady if I could remake her drink for her. She said no, and that she was annoyed that it was made wrong in the first place. Again, we apologized and assured we could remake it correctly, free of charge, and even give her a recovery card, basically a gift card worth one drink, to make up for it. She looked at me and said she was annoyed that we were wasting her time, and now she didn't have a drink because she had to leave. I had to keep myself from saying, well, if you had just let us remake the drink instead of complaining for 10 minutes, we could have avoided this. (laughs) Yeah. I apologized to her and repeated our remake policy. She refused again and asked to speak to the manager. I've never smiled so big. I looked her dead in the eye and said, I am the manager. She literally looked me up and down, scoffed, and said, you're the manager? And I said, yes, ma'am. Annoyed, she said, well, who's your manager? I directed her to the stack of business cards towards the front of the door and basically told her the card that said regional manager is the number she could call. The lady stormed out of the door and into her car that was parked directly outside of the front door. Note, the entire front wall of the restaurant were huge windows. All of a sudden, the phone rings. The store is completely quiet as we all look at the phone and look out the window to see the lady in her car on her phone. I'm crying. She had grabbed the wrong business card. A barista answers the phone, and I hear them say, Sure, let me pass you along to my shift manager. I take the phone, put it on speakerphone, because we all knew this was going to be good. And sure enough, it's the same lady. She says, Hi, I just came into your store, and my drink was made wrong. I replied with, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. 
If you want to come back in at any point, we will gladly remake your drink for free. All while holding the phone to my ear and looking out the window directly at her. <laughs> she said, oh great, thank you so much. We said goodbye and hung up. We all watched as the lady drove away and could not help but laugh. Some people just want to be difficult. It was a frustrating experience, but being able to tell a customer who was simply trying to be rude to me that I was the manager was a great feeling after working in customer service for five years. Haha. <laughs> thank you for the great podcast. Love you guys. When you eventually do a podcast tour, please come to Michigan. Aw. I love that too. I mean, I've never been a manager and been able to do that, but have you seen those memes where it's like, can I have, can I talk to your manager? And the manager like spins around and it's like, it's me. (laughs) So funny. Well, that's that's an example of someone who just wants, it's like, you wasted so much of your time complaining. And I'm offering you to make, to remake the drink. Like, what do you, what else do you want? Yeah. Honestly, it's like, you get so much more in those situations. If something does, you know, you get the wrong drink. Being nice goes so much further. Yeah. Than being like that. Totally. Like, if you're making their job easier, they're way more willing to help you out. To help you out. Totally. Workplace scandal story. I worked for a guy for several years. Okay, why can't I say that? Several years on and off. My aunt worked for him long before I was there, and my sister worked there before me too. So he was well-known by a lot of my family. My boss traveled a lot for work and was gone for weeks at a time, and I was his resource back here in the States. One day, he asked me to find something in his office. He wasn't the most organized person, and he wasn't sure where it was, so I had to search through a lot of papers, and it took me a few hours to find it. During my search, I found an email that had been printed out, one I was definitely not meant to see. It had my sister's name on it, so that's really what caught my eye. It was an email she sent to him while (gasps) she had been away at school that was pretty much breaking up with him. Keep in mind, this guy is married and has kids her same age. I was so shook. I shredded the paper so no one else would find it. I told my husband, but to this day, I've never told anyone else about it. And I have no intention of ever doing so, not even to my sister. Oh, my god! So basically gosh. found out they were having an affair. That and is a scandal. Yeah. To find out it's your sister is yeah. shocking. Oh, my gosh. Wow. If that happened to you, would you confront your sister? Yeah. I was going to say, I definitely feel like I would. I've— I'm too much, like, I cannot let things just go. Boil like that. No. I would feel so weird every time I saw her. I have I'd way be too like, big of a mouth. Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't, cool. even if I tried. So I should not trust you I'm with like, my secrets? I tell everyone everything. No, I'm just saying, like, I couldn't be around her and be like, I know. Yeah. Like, I know about that, you know? You would feel so weird around the person. Yeah. You'd know, like, a huge secret about them. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Hi, ladies. I'm a loyal listener to the podcast. I'm obsessed and I never miss an episode. I'm so glad you guys asked about work horror stories because I have way too many. Working retail for three years really does something to you. So let's get into this story with a customer from hell. It was a normal day and I was the cashier ringing out customers. I worked at American Eagle, so we are notorious for having crazy good clearance sales. This younger woman with a baby on her hip walks up to the register with an item I saw her grab from the front room. I scan the item and it rings up full price because it was literally brand new. The lady scoffs, rolls her eyes and says, are you going to change the price? I said, excuse me, because one, that's rude. Two, I just saw her grab it from the first room. She proceeds to say that she found the item in clearance. And I said, I'm so sorry, but this is actually brand new. I just put these out on the floor this morning. She then said, that's not her problem, that someone must have put it in clearance. Awesome. I was super over her attitude, and so I said I saw her grab the item from the first room and walk up to the register. Well, she didn't like me calling her out, so she asked for my manager. Of course. That's my, when they always call for the manager, when yep. they like are proved wrong. I love it. My manager came over and basically just told me to change the price so we could get this crazy lady out of the store. I changed the price to the 60% off clearance sale, and this lady has the nerve to say, that's not the right price, and that the sign says it's an additional 60% off. I am so over this lady at this point because she already lied to get a discount, and once she got a discount, complains it's not enough. I'm sorry, but that is Haney. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To make a long story short, she then decides to take out her phone, keep in mind her baby is still on her hip, and record me and say that I'm racist. She was at, she was African American and that I am running a pyramid scheme because the oh. clearance sign says additional. She had to be escorted out by security because she was screaming and recording and was I'm banned. I'm sorry, how does a pyramid scheme yeah. go into this? <laughs> Not sure how this correlates, but she was screaming and recording and was banned from the mall for life. So if you get the chance, never work retail. <laughs> yeah, literally. People will, again will do anything for a discount. This is what I say, okay, about people who are very, who are like this, who will do anything for a couple bucks or who are very stingy. I'm like, all that time you're wasting, you could have been making money Mm -hmm. doing something else. Yeah. You're wasting 
so much time trying to like con penny, people. Yeah. Penny pa- Why can I never say penny pinch? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Hey girls, I worked at a company for nine months of last year and have had a lot of horror stories to share. We basically had very toxic management that treated the younger staff in the company really badly. Thought I'd share one story with you guys that still freaks me out. We, the younger marketing team, always had a feeling that we were being watched in the office because the members of the management team would often ask us suspicious questions about things that they could never have known without having some way of watching our every move. This went on for months and we couldn't figure it out. One day, one of our colleagues pulled a chair up next to me while I was working and whispered, I think there is a small webcam on Will's, that's the boss, desk that is faced towards the marketing team. Naturally, we are st- started silently freaking out while trying to act normal for watching the eyes of the camera. We were obviously then desperate to know if it was actually recording us or if it was just a regular webcam that was coincidentally facing the wrong way. I managed to read the name of the camera so that we could Google and read the specs. Turns out the camera has an app that live streams video and audio straight to the owner's phone, WTF. So we were right all along. We were being watched and listened to 12 hours a day. Safe to say that I didn't stay at that company for very long. Making your employees feel trusted is so important, and this breaks down that trust completely. It was a really terrible feeling and made us all feel so uncomfortable. I personally feel that there should be laws against this and a way to protect employees in the workplace. I am now in a much happier, healthier work environment. Good riddance. Have an amazing day. Okay, that's not okay. Mm-mm. I feel like that's there has not to okay. be some sort of law that that is not okay. And if it's like a place, for example, like retail where people do steal, it's like if you have a camera, they have to know about it. You can't just be like, right, secret. A you have to be like, hey, camera. you guys, like you are being filmed here. So just so you're aware. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Okay. Hello, absolutely love the podcast and I've been a loyal listener since day one. I am a nanny and have had my fair share of crazy kid stories. This one takes the cake though. I nannied for this family for six months and when I got the job, the mom did not tell me anything about her daughter who was 12 years old besides that she had ADHD and I had to give her medication, which was not a big deal. What she failed to tell me is that she had major mental behavioral issues. This is not an issue if the mom was straight up with me and told me from day one so I was better prepared to deal with it, but I was completely blindsided. It was summer and so I'd been playing outside with the kids with water balloons and super soakers. They were on a pretty strict bedtime routine so I went to get them ready for bed and the 12-year-old is refusing to come inside. I didn't want to fight so I got the other kid ready and came back and she was just sitting in the pool refusing to come in. I tried tried talking to her and she starts hissing at me like a cat and now is not using words. Love that. She is straight up acting and talking like a cat. I'm weirded out. So I'm thinking of what to do when she starts super soaking me with the water guns and hissing at me creepily. I run inside and close the door because she is soaking the inside of the house as well because she thinks it's funny. I try cracking the door to talk to her. And the second I open the door, she squirts me directly in the face and soaks the inside of the house. Oh, nothing pisses you off more than getting sprayed in the face with water. Oh my gosh. I am at a loss at this point. So as she's just laughing and spraying the glass door where my face is, I come up with a plan. The second she goes to reload the gun with water, I run out and try prying the gun out of her hand as she is hissing, scratching, and attempting to squirt me in the process. I was freaked out, so I just went inside and called the mom thinking her daughter is having a weird episode or something. And she just says, not again. What? So basically, she just told me not to worry about her because there's not much I can do. I just went to console the little sister, and she tells me this is a common occurrence, and she has scared away many nannies in the past and continues to tell me a bunch of nanny horror stories. Oh, my God. I hear a lot of commotion downstairs, but don't do anything and just wait for the mom to come home. I hear the mom and daughter screaming at each other, and the 12-year-old is cussing out her mom, F-word and all. I awkwardly go downstairs to see that while I had been hiding upstairs, she had covered their entire side of the house in mud. And to make it even more awkward, the mom was so upset because she had torn apart um, their recently deceased grandmother who they adored, her rose plant, and used that to cover the house in mud. (gasps) It was so awkward, I was traumatized to go back. She pulled other stunts like running away and getting really upset and throwing hard objects at me, but this was by far the worst. If it wasn't for her cute little sister, I would have left 100%. But there's my crazy nanny story. Oh my god! I was thinking like truly there's… 12 years old is a really hard age because you can't really control them. Like, Mm-mm. I'm picturing this scenario playing out with a 12-year-old just running around. It's like— You can't, like, pick them up. No. It's like they're too strong at that point, and, like, they're a full-blown person at yeah. that point. But they don't—you know? But Mm-mm. they're still maybe immature. But not, like, two years old where you can pick them up and be like, okay, we're going inside. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And 
I actually, I guess I shouldn't say I've never had a job because I did a lot of babysitting. Yeah. Um, like in middle school and high school. So I have had experience with lots of crazy kids. But yeah, that just gives me like anxiety thinking about that. Yeah. Especially when you're not used to them. If you know, because I was going to say, I've worked with respite care before, which is um, taking care of kids or sometimes teenagers with special needs. And you are equipped and you literally go to classes to learn how to deal with situations like that where they won't move or, you know, how because you, you're not allowed to touch them. So it's like mm. you're so prepared for that. But if you were not, you would be so screwed and so scared because you're like trying to protect them. You're also like, um, you your don't parents make- are going to be mad at me. If I don't do this, it's, it's going to be on me, not you. There's just a whole lot of a whole lot of baggage that yeah. comes with that. All right, this is the last story. Hi, guys. While in college, I worked at Macy's and had many crazy customers, but one stands out the most. Right before closing one night, a man and his daughter, who seemed to be around 12 years old or so, came up to the register to purchase a dress. While I was ringing them up, the father asks me if I like snakes. He seemed interested, so I responded by saying, yeah, I don't mind them. That is a huge lie. I hate snakes. After my response, the little girl proceeds to unzip her jacket. And what do you know? I was greeted by a thick yellow python wrapped around the girl's entire torso. I was literally shaking and trying not to jump on the counter. I made an awkward joke about how we are pet friendly and almost started crying. Still shook today. Anyways, oh I love your gosh. podcast. I'm sorry. Why are you ha- <clears throat> a python? Is that going to kill you or something? Yeah, it's like squeezing your torso. Yeah. I'm terrified. When I worked at Anthro, someone came in with an iguana. Like, wow. Like carrying it like a baby. Okay. It was terrifying. Love that. Reptiles are scary. Yeah. Because they just like don't have emotion. I feel like snakes are evil. Like I'm like, snakes are not sweet. I'm sorry. No, they're scary. They're don't scary. they not have the ability to love? I don't know. Maybe like I think other you did tell me that. Like I feel scary. like they're always, I don't know. Maybe I they're just They're cool have, but scary. Yeah. I just, oh, I don't vibe with snakes. They're so scary yeah. too. <gasps> oh, there was a rattlesnake on our hike the other day. Like someone told us, oh, there's a rattlesnake up there. And Leif's, we were with Lady and he's like, that's actually kind of terrifying. What if yeah. it like attacked her? Because she's so small that yeah. maybe she looks like a small, like a little rodent or something. Yeah. So we like picked her up for a little part of the hike that the snake was on because it was just freaky. Yeah, that is freaky. They they do move so fast. Yeah, they're so fast. They just they're just strike. sitting there and all of a sudden it's just like, bite you oh it's so scary okay you guys we're very excited we hope you enjoyed last week's episode about our live event well listening to our live event and we have hopefully many more to come so make sure you're following our instagram at what we said podcast because that's where we're going to give you the most frequent updates on where we're going when we're going and all of that jazz so that you can be you know first to get the tickets yeah when it comes we're so excited to do more live shows. It was seriously, we like can't stop talking about it because it was just the best night ever. It was and so good. It really was so, so fun. So we hope you guys can make it to a future show. Um, and we'll keep you guys updated on when, you know, all of that's settled and planned and you guys will be the first to be updated. So um, hope you guys enjoyed the crazy work stories. Thank you guys again for always participating and sending us in the best stories. We couldn't do these episodes, obviously, without you. And they're like our favorites. So yeah. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next Tuesday. And that's That's what what we we said. said. Goodbye.